українське незалежне радіо. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Ukrainian Independent Radio. My name is Oleg. I'm a host of a real estate podcast we have here. We do a podcast every, every other Thursday, and we talk about real estate, different topics. And uh, today we're going to uncover a very important topic when it comes to buying or selling a house. It's, uh, everything is about insulation, everything is about mold, and we're going to be talking a little bit about duct sealing, uh, also, we have uh, for, uh, uh, solar attic fans. Uh, so we have a company uh, called Green Attic, and I have Tim, who's going to be joining me today from the company Green Attic, and we're going to be talking a little bit about what I just mentioned. Pretty hot topic when it comes to buying a house. Everybody's a little bit afraid of mold. You know, that's that's obvious. Before I got into real estate, I was also I had no idea what I'm, you know, what the mold is, and it's probably a very scary thing. But today we're going to uncover a little bit. We're going to learn. From professionals. So, Tim, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, thank you, Oleg. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Okay, so let's start a little bit about. Uh, let's say what the, what the Green Attic uh, uh, does, and uh, what what kind of services you you guys provide. And uh, it's a very nice name, you know. It, it speaks for itself. But uh, let's let's see what 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 services do you offer. Well, when we talk with the customers and try to explain the services we do. We want to connect them to problems that they're having. So our focus is to make the home cozy, comfortable, and to focus on air quality. Mm-hmm. And that can be done a number of ways. There's uh, certain things that only the homeowner can do uh, that we don't provide services for, but it's, you know, it's up to them. Um, but what we do specialize in is retrofitting existing homes and most of those homes the attic insulation is inadequate and the pressure barrier meaning the um, barrier that's supposed to keep the air in the condition space is all leaky mm-hmm. so air sealing is a big part of that as well um, we do spray foam we do cellulose fiberglass and basements when needed rock wool uh, rigid foam board there's all kinds of insulations but we specialize in cellulose and that uh, seems to have the biggest bang for buck in uh, our value, and it's a non-toxic, non-allergenic, fireproof, bug-proof, plant-based material. So we specialize in cellulose. That's called cellulose. Okay, that's uh, um, okay. Let's talk about first. Let's uh, okay. So cellulose. What's what's the other one? What what, what did you say? There's different uh, other different uh, insulation. Types. Mineral wool. Min- okay. I, I have no idea how they look, how, what's, what's better one, what's not. So <laughs> let's say that uh, you were to try to do something yourself with insulation, right? Yeah, yeah. Anything, a bathroom wall, whatever. You go to Home Depot or Menards or Lowe's, wherever, uh, and you look in the insulation aisle, you're going to see mostly fiberglass bat, the big plastic things, and they pop out and they're paper-faced fiberglass. Yeah. That takes up most of the aisle. <laughs> uh, so that's what I would imagine. When I'm thinking of insulation, the pink stuff. That's what I see in the attics when I, you know, when my clients buy a house. That's what we get in sometimes, a look, and that's what we see most of the time. Sometimes it's loose fill, sometimes it's bat. But either way, it's really inadequate. It doesn't do well in our climate. It lets humidity through. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's tough on your uh, throat. Mm-hmm. We wear a mask, obviously, every time we're up there when we're working. But the particulates are... Uh, leave your throat very itchy or you'll know because if you get it on your skin yeah right. somebody who's new in the company it's oh, I don't need this or that you know 
at the end of the day, they take a warm shower, it goes further into their pores, and they're itching for two days. Wow. So you got to be all protected when you, when you get in there. Oh, for sure. And it's hot, so it's counterproductive to be protected. Okay, so you know, that's not good. You don't, you don't recommend it. That's something. That's on the cheaper side, probably. For sure. Yeah. You so know, there's, so, uh, so what's, how does the cellulose look like? It looks like gray. Um, I don't know how to describe it. Like gray paper mache. It's hard to describe. Okay. Well, well uh, I'll have but, to look it up. Yeah. Yeah, look on our website, greenaddict.com slash cellulose, or, or just Google cellulose and you'll see. But it is in the aisle at the big box store, but it's in a little square. It's about $7 per bale, mm -hmm. and it comes compressed. The thing is, if you blow it in, which is the only way to do it because it's loose fill, you need a high-powered machine. So a lot of contractors, let's talk real estate. We have a lot to talk about in real estate, but if you... I've heard the real estate term, um, top it off. <laughs> so it's inadequate. You can see you blow more fiberglass up there. No problem solved. You'll still have mold. You'll still have all the leaks. All you have is a little bit better R value in winter while all that heat is escaping. But it does very little. So topping it off, more of the same uh, doesn't work as well. The reason fiberglass is used is cheap. You don't need a big machine to blow it in either. And if you really want to do it on a budget, you can buy it yourself and lay it out. Now, if you're going to buy it and lay it out, you have to make sure that you crisscross it. One between the studs and then one over the studs in the opposite direction. And you can get your R value. It's a fair way of doing it if you're really on a budget. Okay, so we got that. Um, I know that sometimes we. Um, so I'm learning. I'm learning today. So that's good. I'm. I'm now. I'm. I. I always thought that these kind of insulations that we talked about, these rat ones in the attic, those are the best ones. And I, because I see those, those, everybody uses them. But the spray foam, you don't use the spray foam in the attic. You use them in the walls. Is that right? Or you can use them in the attic too. Or does does that? Yeah, so in modern construction, and there's so much to unpack. If, if we could have an hour on spray foam, we could have an hour on each one. But if we're quickly, the answer to your question is spray foam can be used in the attic. The most effective way to use it right now in attics, which isn't being done because it's cost ineffective to bring the machine out for one inch, but the most effective method we know of would be to spray the entire attic floor with one inch. Mm-hmm. And then fill in with fiberglass or cellulose. But that's it's too expensive. And it's, fat. Yeah, that that's too expensive. It's not. It's less expensive, but you have to bring the spray foam truck out, uh -huh. and uh, just to put down that one inch. We do the same thing with cans of great stuff. You can buy it at Home Depot. It's called great stuff. It's one part spray foam instead of two, and we seal all the top plates and penetrations in the whole attic using one part spray foam. So I can do it with thirty dollars. Uh, worth of material and a lot of labor as opposed to uh, bringing out that truck and doing all that foam. You know, sometimes uh, it's pretty often, you know, we buy a house and we get into the attic and we see a bunch of mold, you know, or um, I know some people install the fan just to, and then they have like an app just to control the moisture level in there. So that has something to do with the improper insulation, probably the insulation amount is not, uh, is not the, or the type of insulation is probably not correct, right? What's the, what's the typical reason ins outside of a uh, bathroom fan being ventilated in there? What's the, or um, 
a soffit being cl- closed up by the by the insulation yeah so you're thing. naming some of the key um easy fixes and you're um this is very important so i'm also a realtor and home inspector and when i heard those terms or when you see mold in the attic or you see a really hot attic something that's just unbearable or you see moisture and staining right the first thing to do is to blame those two items because they're very low cost to fix if it's the bath fan $250 it vents out through an independence $250 it's not the problem that's what they say in the real estate industry because it's an easy fix number 2 the uh soffits being clogged Yes, most of the time if you blow in more insulation, they're going to make a mistake by putting the insulation too close to the soffit and block. But time and time again, appointment after appointment, we see that's not the case. That's not the cause uh of the moisture. And in order to fix the cause, uh the same cost that mold treatment cost from mold only remediation specialists without treating the cause uh is going to cost the same thing but then you leave the buyer with returning mold in many cases and i've seen it over and over and over again most people don't talk about it cuz the real estate deal is done that's it but that's primarily the cause the cause is heat escape from the living space in the winter if you and i were ice fishing together in uh, sturgis bay in michigan and we were in a little box I want you to imagine the house like that. Mm-hmm. It's freezing cold all around us. Wind is blowing, ice below us. It's freezing cold. We have a heater in there. If we can keep the heat in, we won't have a drafty uh pod that's trying to pull air in to replace the heat that's escaping because like a lava lamp, the heat is escaping. Now in the winter in your home or these homes, we see that the heat is all escaping up into the attic through the walls and penetrations and all of that heat has to turn into condensation condensation creates the mold now what you said is if you could fix the ventilation yes if the baffles were uh in place and the soffits were not clogged you might have better airflow you might be able to get rid of some of that moisture but that's not the problem the moisture is heat from the house escaping so how do you make sure that the heat does not escape So if I had a cooler like a Yeti cooler, a box cooler, right? Mhm. I put a lid on it. Yeti has those rubber things that pull down and keep it tight. Mhm. Uh and they say what's so great about a Yeti cooler? What how come the ice stays in there for 3 weeks in the hot sun? Well, the air has nowhere to go. That's the most important thing. The air has nowhere to go. It's your living space conditioned pod which you're paying to cool and heat in the opposite of outside temperatures right when it's cold you're heating it when it's hot you're cooling it when you have shared air from the outside in between all the seams of the house a drafty house a leaky house you're recirculating the air so often that you have to run your air conditioning or your heating more than it needs to and you're letting out all the attic causing mold is a high there bill- are entire communities where every house has mold because of the design So the mold is more created in the winter time? Yes, it grows in the winter because it has the optimal environment. Most of the time in the summer the radiation, the the direct heat 140 degrees will kill it or at least pacify it. 
Okay. Uh, and you'll find different kinds of mold. White mold, black mold, mold around certain areas more than others. So like a high, uh, high electric bill would be one of the indicators? No, electric is the summer. So that just shows that you're, you're losing your heat. Yes, you can see everything in the reverse of seasons, like on a thermal imager, for example. But um, a high heating bill would be more indicative than a high electric bill. The electric is for air conditioning in the summer. All right, so the gas, gas bill, yeah. So that would yeah. be a gas bill. Okay, that's one of the... You know, the problem is that not a lot of people go in the attic. Exactly. I, I always ask as a joke, every house I go into, how often do you go in the attic? Yeah. The answer is always no. Yeah. No one wants to go up there. No one thinks about it, but it's a third of your house. Yeah, I know because... And some, it's not done right. Yeah. It's shared it's, air right now. It's always a surprise, you know, when we get in, it's like... So often, you know, house is perfect, everything's good, and then we get into the attic, oh, man, now we have an issue here. You know, now we have a mold. So, yeah, and owners don't even know about there. it. Yeah, or too hot. Also, that's, that's the problem, yeah, when it's too hot. Big, oh, big time in the summer, everyone complains their upstairs is hot. And they think it's because the heat's rising. No, it's because the attic is a convective oven with direct radiation from the sun beating down onto the worst material possible asphalt shingles which are conducting amazing amounts of heat the average temperature of a roof across chicagoland is 140 to 150 today the average temperature in the attic is 120 to 125 and the average temperature of the drywall in the houses across chicago today while they're being cooled with 55 to 65 degree air is still 95 so they never get it down to a comfortable temperature and they're running their air conditioner all summer long for no reason. When you can simply insulate and vent the attic better. Get that heat out of there. Hmm. Interesting. Never thought about it that way. I always thought that the attic's supposed to be hot. No. <laughs> it's supposed to be the same temperature as the outside. Really? Within 10 degrees, yes. <laughs> That's a rule. Okay. Now the question. I have a question. So let's say two houses in the winter time. One of uh, they're both uh, identical. One um, after the snow, uh, one keeps the snow on the roof. The other one is uh, there's no snow on the roof. What's the deal? I tell our customers. I told one today. You will drive through your neighborhood, and everyone will look at yours and say, "Why did he keep his snow?" Yeah. So listen, <laughs> we had to write a blog about ice dam prevention instead of ice dam removal because. On Google algorithms, when people have an ice dam, meaning water gets into their walls because they have huge icicles that are melting on their walls and making wet spots in the corners of their walls, February 15th through 22nd of this year, all across Chicago, contractors from Minnesota, Wisconsin were all coming down and de-icing everyone's uh, roofs, trying to get all the snow off, trying to get the icicles to go away. And everyone's looking at removal, removal, right? But we said, let's use the keyword prevention and target the same customers by discussing uh, the building science behind icicles. And I coined the phrase that says, an icicle is simply a measuring stick of heat loss. So looking across Chicagoland, all of the garages that are disconnected, like in the alley, zero icicles hmm. 
and the houses and all the apartments, especially the apartments. You look in the areas where they don't have the budget to improve things, and the icicles are two stories long. You see it all across Chicago. So in a particular area, uh, I saw a house. I jumped out, and I got icicles that are two stories, 20 feet long, all across the building for eight apartment units. Great photo for the Internet. Then I pulled away to leave, and I saw the detached garage. Same elevation, same height, same building material, same everything, zero icicles, zero. And the other one had 20 footers. It's all What's about the, the heat escaping, yeah? Exactly. Wow. And that heat escape is a measuring stick of heat loss. So if you have an icicle, call us. If you have an icicle, Google how to prevent it if you're not in our area. But it's a very simple fix. When the heat stays in your conditioned space, you're going to have optimal, comfortable temperatures. You won't have a drafty home because you won't be replacing the pressure of air that's lost. And you won't have icicles. It's okay. totally preventable, but it can be diminished in even the most difficult homes like all across Chicagoland that has a Cape Cod or bungalow where like technically they live in the attic portion. You see yeah. a window up there or... yeah. Yeah. You have all those L-shaped homes. We can do a lot with that as well. It's a little more difficult, but it can be done. Can be done, but there's no attic. You mean they live in the attic, right? But they have the side walls, the knee walls, which are always for storage. You uh -huh. have the vertical walls on the side of the bungalows. Usually people have closet storage. Yes. It's like three feet on an angle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so those are more challenging because you have heat closer to the roof. Man, you uh, it's it's very it's very good. I never know this stuff. You know that's that's valuable because I'm gonna educate my clients here. But what about the mold? You know when when it gets that you said there's black and white. That what's the what's the difference? And how do you like if it's black, it's already mold or no? Or sometimes if it's the black, if something is like uh, you know if you look in the attic, the the plywood is black. Is it already a mold or not necessarily? So if you look in the attic and the plywood is black, completely black. Have you ever seen that? Completely, a uh, couple couple times, but rarely. Like like this okay, one, the dark picture. staining. Yeah. yeah, so you've got to decipher what kind of stain it is. Sometimes it's a water stain. Sometimes the sheathing, the wood that's on your attic, sat in the yard during construction and someone walked on it and there's mud or, or footprints, you know? Mm -hmm. Not every spot is mold. Some stains were a one-time thing because of a roof leak and then they got a new roof and fixed it. But if you're seeing black mold, uh, like the one in the picture, Charlie there uncovering, yeah, that's something that takes time to develop. And if you're seeing white mold, and I've seen green mold, I've seen some really bad apartments, some neglected places, you got really thick broccoli looking green mold. But any of those are an active fungi, basically, that's growing from moisture and a dark, moist environment. So we want to make sure it's dry and well vented, exactly like that photo. In that photo, you can see the solar fan, you can see the gable vent, you can see the bath, the shiny tube is the bath vent exhausted out, and you see R60, 18 inches of insulation. Why is the solar panel? Because, because it's a base, it has a solar panel and the battery on top? Yeah, so the important thing about any powered fan is to remember that it's an active vent. So it's going to pull air through. Make sure your home is sealed from oh. the attic before you start pulling air and sucking out your conditioned air even more. Hmm. So once your attic is sealed, you can put in a powered fan and it'll pull fresh air all day. 
It's the best thing you can do for your attic. Fresh outside air and plant-based material, those two things. Once the fresh air is up there, it's going to control the temperatures and keep all of those organic building materials such as wood healthy and dry. Oh, so it's pulling it's the air a, from the outside into the attic. Yes, it is. Not the other way around. out through the fan. Not That's the other That's why you way. see the baffles in the picture, those black things in the photo. Uh-huh. Yeah, those are air chutes. So the solar fan is way better than the traditional fan that you can buy off the shelf. Even though the traditional fan is about $87, with $30 for a humidistat plug-in, they have a two- to three-year lifespan. So you're replacing them often. And that's verified by every customer. So a solar fan, even though we don't have the data on solar panels over a 100-year period, Remington's giving the solar fan a lifetime warranty. And we expect that fan to run throughout your life. And that's why we're happy to provide people with the solar fan because it's done. And it doesn't have to be electrically connected and it just runs quietly and it pulls the air from the intended input, uh, balanced input from the soffits or the gables and cools the attic. Well, what's, uh, what's the difference between black and white mold? Well, why it's white? I've never seen, uh, maybe I've seen, but mostly it's black. You ever seen it on bread? It's usually green. Yeah. In the attics, you're mostly seeing black. Uh, it just depends on the environment, what's around there. Sometimes I'll see uh, both in the same space. And they just develop differently under different conditions. Okay, let's say there's mold. So how, how bad it is for your health and how long it takes to, to, to get it treated? And if it's, is, it, is that any, any types of mold, like if it's all black, can it, uh, can it be treated? Or some, some mold can, uh, if it's too much, then you have to you know, replace the whole roof. Uh, no, it can be treated in very rare to never would you have to replace the, the roof. If an organic material, it gets sprayed, it kills the mold. Then we use a, a disinfectant in, in remediation environments. They may scrape that uh, surface to remove the dead spores. And then they'll put a coating. A lot of times in real estate deals, you see a tan coating across the sheathing. Now your attic is tagged forever as moldy right so i don't like the tan paint i typically but, see it's painted you know yeah it's exactly painted. but here's the problem with the paint you're just encapsulating it and it's going to grow on the dust on the paint again yeah and it tags the attic why not just let it breathe right and seal the floor two easy fixes and if you need more insulation put more insulation but the main things are the ventilation and air sealing we can't have exchanges so if you have mold you can spray it kill it and then you have the option of a clear coat from Green Attic if you want to make it a non-organic surface, which is also a, a benefit. Imagine your plywood if it was all done like women's nails with a clear coat of protection. It's a non-organic surface now. So that's helpful. And then you can proceed with insulation. And how much uh, cost treatment of the mold, roughly? Quickly on health, if you have uh, a diminished immune system, from poor diet or uh, hereditary things, if, or if you're elderly or young and you have mold in the house, you'll most likely have cold symptoms, runny eyes, itchy throat, and they, they do borderline other uh, concerns about any kind of pathogen or virus that would allow an attack on the immune system would diminish one's ability to fight it naturally. 
So you don't want mold in your attic. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, and the, the cost for treating the mold is $1.40 per square foot. And a mold-resistant coating, clear coat, is $1.20. So you're looking at $2.60 per square foot. Every home is, on average, 1,000 square feet or 1,200 or 900, between uh, 25 by 50. So your average home would cost you 2,600 to treat the mold with, with green attic insulation. That's not treating the cause, but that is treating the mold. So about 26, roughly. Yeah. If it's the, yeah. whole, if the whole attic needs to be treated. We treat every attic completely because it's really? airborne. So it's everywhere. Just because oh, yeah? it's not as advanced in growth in one area doesn't mean that it's not continually present everywhere. Okay, got it. Um, all right, I think that uh, with the mold, um, you know, it's pretty often, you know, the, in the townhomes, uh, what we see is uh, that the, the bathroom vent is not ventilated to the, to the outside. It's just, it just blows hot air into the attic. So that's, that's pretty common. It's like, a, it's, a, it's like three out of five with a, with a mold. Exactly. And it's a $250 fix. The kit is $36 at the big box store. It's an insulated sleeve and an independent roof vent. Oh. So you're sending the air straight up and out. But in the townhomes, the association may have to approve it. So that's why right. you see less of them. Right. Yeah. They used to build it like that. I don't know. They probably caught cost on the building. <laughs> well, if the attic is well vented, that's not a concern for me. And oh, yeah. like I said, it's a scapegoat in real estate deals because it's an easy fix. Uh, and I have picture evidence. I had a home in Buffalo Grove where the vent was directly pointed to the wood sheathing. And there's a tiny little cone about 10 inches wide of, of black mold, light grayish black mold. That's it. That's all it would do. One little spot. It's not contributing like all the heat escape in the winter. Like you think it is. There's the, there's all the icicles. We're removing them in the winter. Right. Yeah. This is, it was a big deal in February. People spent a lot of money on removal instead of prevention um that's good to know i never knew that I, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna cut pieces on that video and then just pro, uh spread it around because that there's a good uh good uh you know value there's here the solar fan <clears throat> hey thank you um i was gonna ask you something about uh something about oh how many how many trucks we got five trucks we got more Ten. Ten trucks well Ten right now yeah so we'll run them all in winter right now we're running about five uh, two spray foam, and uh, yeah, in the winter, pe because people mistakenly think insulation equals warmth, we get way more calls in the winter than we do in the summer, and it shouldn't be like that. Hmm. Um, what about duct sealing? You, you told me that there's uh, you guys do duct sealing. What is that? Yeah, so this is super important. If you have duct work running through the home, mm -hmm. uh, the best example, I had a new house in... Uh, 2020, and I had a um, opening to the duct system uh, at the delivery point, and I shine my flashlight in there. It's like a disco ball all around. There's all this light. All of the connections for the duct work are crimped together, and in this forest air system, the seams, sometimes the tape is put on around the seams when it's dusty. They don't clean the surface first, and the tape breaks away. Either way, there's a number of reasons why not only are you losing the pressure that was intended to go to the vent in the room, you're also losing a massive percentage of your intended cool temperatures or warm air through the duct system because they're going through hostile environments such as the attic. 
if your ductwork is running through the attic, you've got heat up there. It's melting the snow even sooner than everyone else. And uh, you're trying to put warm air through a cold space. So a double fix is if the ductwork is accessible, then we can spray foam it with one inch. It's called ductwork encapsulation. Mm-hmm. And this is an amazing way to create a thermal moisture and pressure barrier for the ductwork so that it supplies air directly to the vents where it's intended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the it can be done other ways. It can be done from inside. It can be done from outside. We can cover es- it with insulation. Air escapes through these conductions. Exactly. Big time. And you'll see all the dust build up in them. Yeah. So you're all about keeping, po- the, keeping the... Keeping the, uh, the air not to escape. You're, you're doing everything to, to hold the air where it's supposed exactly. to be. Keeping the ansel- oh, like Once we can control the air in the room, mm-hmm. we can control the air quality. Right. And I never knew that the fan on the roof is supposed to bring the air from the outside into the attic. I thought it's the other way. That it's blowing it out? Yeah. It is blowing it out, but it's sucking it in. And and this is the if you find any negative write ups about powered fans, is if you have a powered fan running and you haven't air sealed your house, you're pulling your air from your condition space, which is counterproductive. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Good stuff. What else you do? Is that pretty much the the the, the main stuff? Uh... Crawl space encapsulation. There's a lot of crawl spaces across Chicagoland. If yeah. you have a dirt floor or a gravel floor. We do oh. rim joist sealing, which is super important. Yeah, you could grab a floor and you put like, a, I've always seen uh, like uh, something that's on top of it. So it's, uh, I guess it's a white not... vapor barrier, 10 mil or 20 mil vapor barrier. Yeah, so yeah. It's, there's no water coming through. Is that why? Is there no moisture coming through? It's not through? to stop water. It's yeah, just for moisture primarily yeah. because otherwise that crawl space is damp, dirty, dusty, just like the attic. It's another yucky space. You've got to control that space as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Wow. Um, how long does it take to remediate the mold in the attic? Like a day or something? Yeah. No job takes longer than a day unless there's complications. But a thousand square foot attic, the mold will be done that morning and we'll get to work uh, in the afternoon on other stuff. But we always air seal the floor before we treat mold so that we separate the living space from the uh, attic. And then we treat the mold and the mold treatment can vent out the attic that day. And then we can finish with insulation. So yeah, they're day jobs. But most people, you know, before they before they even know that the air is escaping, they don't even know. If they don't know, if they don't go to the attic, they just they don't even know that problem exists. They know all the symptoms, and that's why I can ask: Do you have cobwebs or dust uh, in any of your rooms, uh, in the corners or seams? Then you have air movement. Do you have cracked oh. trim? Do you have cracked caulk? Do you have separated wood? Any kind of cosmetic defect or dust or cobweb indicates air movement. Oh, hold on. Cobweb indicates air movement? 100%. Yeah. And and same thing on the outside. They don't exist in other environments, especially around houses. Every blower door test we do, every thermal imaging scan we do will show you the exact same thing. And I could show you without a blower door test or a thermal imager, just based on dust and dirt alone in between seams and cracked or caulked. Uh, cracked or chipped paint or caulk because the paint and caulk is not a thermal barrier it's cosmetic and it expands and contracts with the building materials 
And when the air passes through, it expands and contracts the wood. It sucks in moisture, expands and contracts. And the bugs and the dust gets in because of stack effect. All the air in the house is going up, 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 out in the winter like a hot air balloon. And all that cold air is getting sucked in. And the critters and bugs, they love it. And 90% of houses I go through, they probably have a, <laughs> a yeah, poor air you don't quality. Need that. It, the crawl space, the basement, the laundry room in Chicago, everyone has the laundry room in the basement, and it's the you know creepy cobweb place. It's, it's all because of air leak at the foundation wall. Foundation Simple wall. Fix. How do you, what do you do with the foundation walls? Rim joist. Uh, if you Google rim joist, R-I-M-J-O-I-S-T, the rim joist is the box sill. It's the framing that the house sits on mm -hmm. over the foundation wall. The seam of the foundation wall and the box is always leaky. In passive houses right now, they're coming up with a fix for it by offsetting the foundation wall and first floor framing to prevent that air leakage. But commonly, it's a two seam. And right there is a huge gap and all kinds of air is coming in. Bugs, mice, mice droppings. And they love it because it's warm and they got fiberglass there and they nest and you see all the feces along the top of the wall or in the crawl space. It's all one, one seam they're at the base that's letting in the air. I guess that the probably elevation, if the if the level of the backyard is towards the basement, that's probably causing that too. Like maybe the water's running towards it. No, that's something well. You want to keep all the water four feet away from your house. So anything mm -hmm. coming off your roof needs to go down and around. You need a swale in your yard to to bring the yard water or rainwater away from your building. You don't want yes. any water. You need your your gutters to be four feet away from the house. Otherwise, you're dumping water right to your foundation that creates erosion and then eventually cracking and moisture that whole time, which could give you respiratory issues from mold and things like that. I wonder if you go and buy a house, it's super tough for you probably. Pick a house, you're going to be just walking around like picking it to death probably. <laughs> you're going to yeah, only buy, you're probably only going to build yourself, you know. <laughs> just For just, sure, eventually. I have to buy one here uh, upcoming in March, so that'll be fun. Yeah, I We'll see what's on the market at the time. It should be very fun. Yeah, well, it's it's tough. If you know too much, you know, you start, it, it's hard, you know. <laughs> it's like you know? if you work on a cruise, if you work on a cruise, you're not going on a cruise for a vacation. <laughs> it's true, it's true. <laughs> well, I've learned so much. That's cool, you know. I'm going to cut in pieces this video and just spread it around because there's little good nuggets in there that uh, a lot of people are going to learn, and I've learned so much. It, 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 was, it was a pleasure. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for... Hey, beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks Thanks so much for uh, for uh, giving us some good uh, tips here. Anything I didn't ask you that I should have asked you? Did, did you want to say you anything? You know, there's a bunch of rabbit holes. You have to trust uh, that you're getting stuff from the right source. Uh, yeah. There are different levels of education and experience. So you want to look at passive house. You want to look at green houses. You want to look at cozy, comfortable. Uh, you don't want to just say attic insulation and, and put in attic insulation. That's important difference. You want to research. This is this is a one hundred percent return on investment within six years if you just fix your attic a little bit, and you'll be more comfortable over the next six years. So you want to do it right. Look at the Nightcore program. Look at companies in the Nightcore program. The rebates. We have third party verification. We follow BPI standards, so we can assure you that you know it's being done to the the highest standards. Well, I can at tell. I can tell you know what you're talking about. So that's important. You know. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, Tim, thanks so much. Thanks so much for, for joining us today. I will, um, I appreciate your time and, uh, whoever we're going to put a, you know, web, your website 
Uh, it's pretty simple, greenaddict.com. Uh, exactly. So whoever's interested, uh, please uh, check with, with, uh, with them. They have a Facebook page. You can message them um, or call or website, you know, anything. Um, sounds 135 good. star Google reviews. Oh, nice. We've got great reviews as well. Angie's list anywhere. So find us anywhere. But, you know, do the research. Have us out. Have a free estimate. Do an energy audit. Uh, or, you know, call us anytime. We'll give you more info. Thanks. Thanks so much, Tim. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, hey, it was a good conversation. Thank you, Oleg. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Украинская. Незалежна радіо.